1: Welcome, T birds, pink ladies, scorpions, and Australian well not really exchange students, I guess Australian students who moved here and maybe met a guy over the summer and didn't expect him to go to the same high school as you, but suddenly you're in the same high school and you're singing music. Oh, and an extra special shout out to that cool principal out there. This is is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the slumber party's at my house this evening. But first, your homework assignments. Well, you know, your homework assignments are really important this week because this is actually a part two. You heard me right. A part two. Two. Now, you might be looking through your feed, your High School slumber Party feed, and you're like, wait a minute, I don't see part one. That's because this is a special back-to-school edition, two-part crossover episode with our uh, our friendly sister podcast, Wistful Thinking, also on the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's cageclub.me, cageclub.me. So just search Wistful Thinking Podcast or look for... Look for it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you found this podcast. Look for the Grease episode, because that's part one of our part two crossover. And on part one, we talked about a lot of fun things. It was a blast. I don't want to spoil it. I actually want you guys to listen to it. And aside from seeing Grease and trying to get John Cusack to unblock us, your most mandatory homework assignment is to listen to part one on Wistful Thinking with Jordan and Kara, and me, of course. Well, did you listen? I'm serious. Pause this, go listen, and come back. I'll just be like, you know, maybe watching Greece. Yeah, probably not again. Good. I trust you. You went and listened to it. So what'd you think? Pretty fun, huh? I had a blast with them. An absolute blast. I mean, and... Well, it's going to get even more fun, or at least equally as fun here on part two. You've all seen Greece, right? I mean Greece is the word everyone's seen Greece right Oof. Oh, one more thing. this is a back to school special for a reason. Summer school's over, guys. I know that was that was hard to uh hard to get through, but we made it. So, you know, all those episodes before the summer? Consider that like more your orientation. We're going to call that the orientation season. Now, you're entering freshman year of high school slumber party. Oh, remember those emotions in freshman year? The butterflies in the stomach. I went to a school where, like, we merged f- four towns. Four towns went to, like, the same school. And it was like. Oh, look at all the new girls. This is scary. Oof. Scary time. But don't worry. You got your slumber party guide, me, to bring you through it. And what a way to start freshman year! With friends. Podcast friends. Jordan, Kara, me, and the film Grease. So without further ado, pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. So let's take it away. Frankie Valli, Greece. So I feel like we just had off-air a great Slumber Party conversation. We won't reveal it, but it might change the world. Jordan Kara, thank you for coming on High School Slumber Party for part two of our back-to-school Grease special.
2: Yeah, thank you for having us. It's already been so fun. Yeah, we're getting... I mean,
3: I don't think... It's not a secret that we recorded part one first, right?
0: So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, no. Uh, I like to. I like to have a stylized podcast here, but everyone knows I'm kidding, and it's it's tongue in cheek. Thursday, Thursday was good. We had a good Thursday. You guys hosted the, the slumber party, if you will. It's time for me to host. But yes, part one did come before part two. So
3: we're a little loopy now. We've been doing this for
1: a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so if you guys want to hear part one, and I strongly suggest you do, mandatory homework assignment, where can people find wistful thinking? Well, again, where you find this podcast, but how does one find the wistful thinking?
2: That's a great question,
3: Brian. We sometimes know how to answer it. We're actually never checked to see if we got this right, but I believe <laughs> I believe we're on Instagram. At Wistful Pod,
2: that part is a hundred percent correct.
3: And on Facebook, at Wistful Pod, or search Wist- Wistful Thinking Podcast. If you just search Wistful Thinking, you will not find the podcast first. You'll find some store first, but you know, yeah, where have you got. You this could podcast? also just do a Google, exactly. Do a Google. Cageclub.me. Right? I finally mm-hmm. have a bio up. Yeah, nice. go read Jordan's bio.
1: I have not seen Jordan's bio. So, again, if you haven't figured it out, Jordan and Kara host Whistle Thinking, and you can get that iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the other places. And, again, you want to hear part one, because we talked about a lot of fun things. I don't want to reveal not too much of it. that fun
3: things, but in an entertaining way. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot. Isn't
1: that pretty much every Whistle Thinking episode? Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, not true. The Sound of Music episode, we were pretty oh. much fully on board with that movie. <laughs>
2: Except that Sasha didn't know that, um, that it was actually about <laughs> Nazis. So that was interesting.
3: <laughs> our, ge- our guest had never seen the end of the movie. It was like a two VHS tape situation, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh and my God. She had God. never seen the
3: second <laughs> and one.
2: She picked the movie. She was like, I love the sound of music. So let's do that. <laughs> Did
1: she just thought it ended at the first half? Yeah, That's and
2: she's not alone in that. Actually, a very good friend of mine. I was going to ask her to record her talking about her own experience of this exact same thing before we even recorded and then i was like oh you don't have to do that now because somebody else had the exact same experience
1: that is crazy
3: (laughs) anyway first that's the one movie that i can think
2: of that we were like totally on board with and also clueless and also
3: clueless Clueless. yes
2: Except for marrying your stepbrother, but whatever, it's fine.
1: (laughs) Well, this is a, this Clueless, a big high school film, we'll definitely get to that. And Kara, you've been on our Breakfast Club episode, so welcome back. Jordan, this is your first time on the high school slumber party.
3: It is my first time, but you're going to get a lot of me on a row, so look out for that.
1: I was going to say, yep, you're coming up soon, so we don't need to get into your individual high school uh, experiences, plus we've also, this is a part two, so we're kind of going to jump into things, but my guests always have to introduce themselves the same way, mandatory here, so you you got to say your name, your high school graduating class, and what the team name was.
3: Jordan, you want to go first? Okay, I am Jordan. I graduated West Orange High School in New Jersey in 2004, and we were the Mountaineers. Which is stupid, because there's no mountains.
2: I was gonna say, (laughs) I grew up in a place that did have mountains in New Jersey. West Orange, not so much. Nope. Interesting. So, Kara? Well... My name is Kara Gallo-Regan, Lakeland Regional High School, class of 2005. Go Lancers.
1: The Lancers.
2: Uh, What's a Lancer, The Mountaineers. Like, um, you know how at medieval times... Yes, I got it. I know what a Lancers yeah. is. Okay. <laughs> 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 that, that's what I thought. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, but Mountaineers would have been... Well, I don't know. The high school was in Wanakew. I grew up in Ringwood. Ringwood has the mountains. Wanakew is more of a a floodplain river valley i'm not sure
1: are there lakes
2: uh i don't know if there are in wanakee i think there's a couple in wanakee but in ringwood there's six seven plus reservoirs it's mostly water did you
3: go to a combined
2: high school yeah, it was uh, Ringwood, Wannacue, and Haskell. So if you ever listen to Mark Maron's podcast, WTF, and he talks about how his grandfather owned a hardware store in Haskell, New Jersey, that's where it is.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's it's so surreal to hear him talk about <laughs> it. It's, like, really bizarre.
3: It's like when, I mean, it's like every time Chris Gethard talks about West Orange, mm. yeah. which wow. he does a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. I wish someone cool went to my high school. Well, I guess Cory Booker did. That's, That's cool. Way cooler yeah, than so. anybody who went to my school. No, our but- other
3: our other claim to fame. Well, we have a few, but our other one that like I knew growing up, growing up was um mm-hmm. Scott Wolf from Party of Five. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That's a cool one. <laughs> so I always ask my guests what sleeping bag you're bringing to the slumber party, but since, uh, Carrie, you've already been on, and Jordan, you will be on soon, I'm going to ask a different question, but a similar one. If you had to bring a sleeping bag that has a Grease character on it, which character would it be?
2: Oh, that's such a tough question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you can describe how the sleeping bag would look, too. It could be from I a scene or just...
2: that. So
3: my, the reason I laughed at myself was because I think the principal is the coolest
2: character. <laughs> and
1: I, but
2: you can't put that on a sleeping oh, bag. no. So, she's totally rad. Put her on the sleeping no, bag. No, no. <laughs> well, what about her his, wacky assistant?
3: No. I think, I think actually, that Cha-Cha would make the best sleeping
2: Ooh, bag. Oh, yeah. You're totally right.
3: That's a
1: pretty good sleeping But
3: nobody bag. would, like, everyone would be like, um, I recognize her, but... <laughs>
1: That's why you'd be the coolest kid at the slumber party with a cha-cha sleeping bag.
3: I think that my friend actually had a grease sleeping bag when we were, like, very young, like, in, like, first grade.
1: Of cha-cha? No. Oh, <laughs> No, what?
3: like, a, gre- a general grease sleeping bag. Huh,
1: that's interesting, I wonder. I'm gonna look it up, grease sleeping bag. So, so you're going with cha-cha, though? Yeah. How about you, Kara?
2: Well, because, you know, like, what vibe am I going for? Am I trying to intimidate other kids at the (laughs) sleepover? Was that your goal? Tell them that, like, let me braid your hair. Am I saying I have a wallet full of uh, gentlemen pen pals in Korea? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, I mean, what kid do you want to be at the sleepover? Yeah, that's a question. Rizzo. You
1: want a Rizzo sleeping bag? Yeah.
2: Because I would be be the one climbing out of the window anyway.
3: (laughs) I think that my second choice would be to have Grease lightning on a sleeping
2: bag. Oh yeah. Or Rizzo's car. I really love her car.
3: What was her car?
2: It's like this Pepto-Bismol pink.
1: Yeah, pink Studebaker. I looked it up. Yeah gorgeous. That'll come to play in a game we play later.
2: All right. Mm -hmm. Cards. (laughs) Um, Something else that I would have is like something from the animated sequence.
3: Yeah. That'd be cool. Well like because the idea of like having a full person on a
2: sleeping (laughs) bag I don't like it. (laughs) Or You know what? I would also definitely take a full-length Sexy Sandy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it
3: could be, like, so that when you stand up, you can, like, pull it up over your head. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) You know Like, one of the ones that, like, zip up your face, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, the
1: hair is on the side. Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) Um, You mentioned the animated sequence, and I just, when I was watching the film, I was writing this down, um, how, in a lot of high school films I watch, they try to integrate... Whether it's credit sequences or even in the film, animated sequences are really popular in high school films. Mm. What this else one are they in? That I've done, um, better off dead. A couple of other ones. I'd have to look at my list and ones that I'm doing going forward. It just like it was like a common okay. thing to integrate animation. And uh, it's interesting over this. So so this song, I guess it's called "Grease." Is the word? I don't know. I know Frankie Valli sings it.
2: I think it's just called Greece. I think it's just is called it? Greece, yeah. Okay, perhaps the titular song is the word, but. You know, it's, it's,
1: and we mentioned this on um, uh, episode one, how this is an integration between 50s movies and disco movies, and this is like one of the most disco songs I've ever heard.
2: Oh, it's so good! I love this song so well, much. Like, what's I'm a his big name fan the Bee Gees. Bee Gees was in charge of the music.
1: Yeah, one of the Gibbs. Fairy
2: I think so. Yeah.
1: I I am not sure which one. I'll have to look that up. But like it's so freaking disco. But this soundtrack. So I like to collect movie soundtracks. I do not have this one because I generally don't collect musicals. But there's enough like pop songs on it that I think I'm going to add it to my collection. Yeah, it's um, a
3: good it's a good soundtrack. Ooh, side note, what's your favorite movie soundtrack? <sighs>
1: I hate ranking. That is really tough. Okay, but, uh,
3: you don't have to do it. I just think it's a fun game.
1: Kara, you know this because we recently...
3: Recent favorite,
2: yeah.
1: It, well, it just came out, I believe, our uh, third time's a charm with Mike Manzi, uh, Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, and I still have that Tina Turner song in my head. Yeah, it's so
0: good. <laughs> we don't need another hero.
1: Got it on vinyl. We
0: do not talk
2: enough about Tina Turner and Beyond Thunderdome. In the culture in general, revisit it. Do yourself a favor. Download the song. We don't need another hero. We just need Tina Turner. That's all. Absolutely. I'm going to save it on my Spotify right now. Oh, my God, Jordan. You're going
3: to love
1: it. (laughs) I'm so pumped. Yeah. I mean, like, growing up, like, I was really into the Garden State soundtrack. Like, you know, like, that's I got that on vinyl like two years ago. Um, but favorite soundtrack? That's tough. I'd have. To, I'm not home right now, so I'd have to look through and, and give a definitive ranking. Maybe I'll post it on on our high school slumber party Twitter. That's a good question. I appreciate that question. Mm-hmm. So this film, Greece, we all know about it. Just, I guess, I just want to mention like a previously on Whistle Thinking High School Slumber Parties crossover episode where we all kind of just mentioned, well, a lot of things, but how? At least for me, this rewatch is the first time I saw this movie for. What it's supposed to be, which is like a parody of of earlier films, beach party films, and '50s films, and that kind of like again, that changed my mind here on everything because the first time I saw this film, just to you know rehash this, like I I was like so so about it. The second time I saw it in high school, I hated it because of like the conformity, and I thought it was really stupid. And this time, I accept it a little bit more because I realize what it's trying to do. I don't know if we definitively said this. On part one, but right off the bat, do you guys like this film?
2: Oh, yes. Very much so. <laughs> A lot.
3: Uh, I mean, yes, because I grinned like an idiot for, like,
2: <laughs> 30% of It's so of enjoyable. It. Most but, of it, anyway.
3: But also, no. Also, mm-hmm. no.
2: I mean, at one point in one of the early songs, um, the Summer Nights, I actually... Uh, there was a vulgar gesture innuendo and I hadn't ever picked up on it before after having seen this like many times and I screamed paused it and threw the remote at the other side of the couch (laughs) (laughs) because I was so just uh, startled by it Um, so it definitely was a an interesting thing to revisit but still extremely enjoyable
1: yeah it's interesting again we mentioned this in part one how this is just not a kid's film but it was definitely like almost everyone i know watched this movie as a kid there's a lot of like pelvic thrusts and not so
3: many pelvic (laughs) thrusts i mean like, like a lot of the dancing that's all it is
1: for sure and one thing i noticed too and i've seen this in a couple of the other films i've done recently is that those beach party films those earlier films were were very much idealizing that like teenage lifestyle mm-hmm. and one thing i do compliment the film on is not necessarily like a great thing but it, it it's trying to show a more realistic depiction of the 50s it's like yeah people were just as like they were teenagers are just te- regular yeah. people Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and teenagers are teenagers now, then, forever. Maybe, like, we live, l- obviously, a little differently, but it's just, they're kids with hormones, you know? Well,
3: people, mm-hmm. yeah, like, people are people, and people are obsessed with sex, so...
1: That's why, like, the Sandra D song might be my favorite song in the film.
3: From one cigarette <coughs> Keep your
2: filthy paws off my silky drawers would you pull that crap with
1: a net? one because it's at a sleepover and this is <laughs> high school slumber party and I really appreciate a good sleepover scene but two they're talking about the films of their era and they're criticizing them in a way where it's like yeah like nobody is actually like Sandra D or the other actors they mention like we're just real people, and like, if you want to talk things about a, what I appreciated on this watch, that was definitely one of them.
2: Yeah, I also have seen um, *Viva Las Vegas* since I like since I guess the last time that I saw this, and Rizzo's Elvis pelv- pelvic thrusts are just like really spot on. <laughs> I
1: appreciated that. Rizzo's awesome.
2: Yes, which uh I, like. Originally, like when this script was like first in development uh, to be adapted as a film, the producers actually wanted to cast Elvis and anne Margaret as Danny hmm. and oh, Sandy. Oh,
3: see, I like that. That's a
2: fun movie. Yeah,
1: I feel like it definitely would have had a little bit different of a tone.
2: Oh, for sure. And also, I think that's like a very different uh, era, era of yeah. Elvis by that point. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming it's like maybe when they first got the rights to this, like right when it came out, because I think it was out for at least nine. The play, obviously, the Death a play, was out at least nine years. I can't imagine like
2: 1978 Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, is he, he alive? The day I was going to say. Okay. That, <laughs> I, <was gonna> say. <laughs> I think that's. Um, I read that on the IMDb trivia that um he actually died the day they shot that scene. Wow.
1: That okay. Song. Yeah. <laughs> something I, something I do ask a lot on this, and we kind of alluded to it on part one, is like, do the actors look like actual high schoolers? And I think this is a resounding no here.
3: Nope. <laughs> well, I looked up. I think the only one I looked up was Stalker Channing, but she was like 33 years old. Yeah, like, it was like not even close. Yeah, she
2: was the oldest, and I think Danny or not Danny, what's his name, Tanschvulda, was like 23. So so
1: he's close, but you have I think duty the yeah. one guy has like the five o'clock shadow the entire time and like like <laughs> these are men you know like yeah. and like yeah. men and women so like that aspect of the Rydell High crew maybe not so much because a lot of them were in the play years before that so mm-hmm. so I guess. Uh, you know, they weren't going to, you know, use high schoolers. And it's, it's whatever. It's a suspension of disbelief. But definitely, definitely don't don't look like them. What did you guys think of uh, Ride Al High, I guess? You already mentioned you like the principal and her uh, assistant.
2: Yeah. And then Sid Caesar as the uh, gym teacher.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of, like, great throwbacks. Sid Caesar's a legend. The principal, I forget her name, is, like, a legend, and even her assistant is a legend.
3: It seems like a really fun place to go to high school because, like, all they do is have carnivals and dances.
2: Right, (laughs) and just hang out outside, which, based on my TV and, and movie watching, is all that students in California do. They just hang out outside
1: That's true. all day. Yeah. That, so that aspect was the most California aspect of it, and, and like the racing. beside and again, we mentioned this part one, but all like the Brooklyn accents and stuff. It was it was this weird marriage of like East Coast and West Coast. But I have to say, like from the high school movies I watched, this is one of them that they do spend most of the time in high school, which is nice for me. And they say the name of the high school a lot: the Rydell Raiders. There's a football sequence, and I think because it's like supposed to be a, like a parody or whatever, it has almost all the tropes of a high school film. The one thing though that I find is like odd, like you mentioned Sid Caesar, where when Danny wants to play a sport, <laughs> he like, as his like coach or, or gym teacher or whatever, like works with him to figure out what sport he's he's good at. Yeah. like I, I, I'm sorry, like I've had some great teachers, I've had some bad teachers. Rarely have I had a teacher who picked that much attention on me like to figure out what was good for me. Because really, they don't have the time. But right.
3: Danny Zuko is like the center of the universe. So <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: that's true. I, also, like he has a
2: gravitational force all his own. There's like a really great gymnastics scene. Yeah, Jordan, I wanted to ask you about this. How about them gymnastics? The
3: first sport that he's going to try is gymnastics. And i like... I want to see the movie where he, like, tries to do something. Like, in track, we actually see him, like, run. But, like, he doesn't do any gymnastics. But there's actually... There's some good gymnastics in that scene. There's some not-so-good gymnastics in that scene.
2: But it's just a room full of men doing gymnastics. Yeah, I am in.
3: (laughs) And also, like, that seems excessive for what this scene is. I
2: thought so, too. (laughs) And that was the other thing that I was like gonna have to run that by jordan this seems like a lot of like highly <laughs> trained gymnasts for there one were small like, high school. i would
3: say like at least five of them in that mm-hmm. scene right and yeah, like oh easily i mean i guess i want to say that maybe they just cast a real gymnastics team but then if you look in the background <laughs> some of them are not good at all so <laughs> i don't well, know those are
2: just extras
1: yeah, they 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 obviously got, like, a couple good ones, and then the rest, they're just like, do whatever.
3: I, I like, squeed out loud, because one of them does a beautiful trick off of a mini-tramp. <laughs> <laughs> not, like, a super-duper hard trick, but, you know, like, pretty good, and it's yeah. it's gorgeous.
2: And mini-tramp is, like, one of your things, it's right? one of my favorite things.
1: It worked for me, the regular guy. Like, I couldn't <laughs> tell you it was good or not good there. It looked impressive to me, but... I didn't see the. Ba- I didn't notice the bad ones in the background.
3: <laughs> but yeah, no. Now that we're, t- I like kind of forgot that this happened until we just brought it up. It's it's excessive. Like I don't know why they <laughs> bothered to do any of that.
1: I'm trying to think because like the other sports don't seem too excessive.
3: No, and and the other sports are like much easier. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To show. You don't just,
2: like show up one day as an 18 year old and are like i'm gonna start gymnastics and, no. like there's a lot of like extremely basic skills that you have to go through first.
1: <laughs> look i did track i did track i was a cross-country runner and i'll tell you what like that should have been the first sport he tried because you have to do the least you just need to see do i enjoy running for this long right. you know that should have been well, your first and try that Danny. is
3: what he ends up doing
1: yeah, but, like, he wasted a lot of – even our time. I felt like it was really unnecessary all <laughs>
2: I like the basketball part. I th- what I happens in really the basketball funny? part? Oh, he gets totally owned because – Oh, because oh, he can't – like, he
3: can't – he doesn't know the rules and he, like, yeah. can't – yeah. <laughs> I think it's – I mean, I get it, but also, like, she's like, you need to make something of yourself. And like sports, well, that's like why he's doing sports. She doesn't say that exactly like that, but like that's why he's trying to find a sport because Mm. he's trying to like be good for her. And I guess that's what she wants. But But also
2: the other guy that she's like maybe interested in is an athlete, and I think he's just like, oh, that's a thing she likes.
3: No, she specifically says to him like, you need to go do something. I don't like the way that she just leaves that guy. It's really mean. Yeah. Um, you have sympathy for that guy. Like nope. I, a little, a little we bit. We know nothing about him. Other, <laughs> you know, but like, maybe I'm he's just, actually really nice. I'm just putting myself in his place. Yeah, like he, yeah. he might. I've be, been ghosted. It doesn't feel great. Exactly. You know, you don't just. And it's not ghosting. Like he can see them. <laughs> yeah, that's, <true. laughs> that's worse. <laughs> Definitely worse. Um. What was like? Oh, every like. She is like oh go play a sport you don't even do anything with yourself but like everyone seems to be ignoring the fact that he's really good at singing and dancing
2: (laughs) (laughs) but everyone is you know
3: i know is it like is it because like it's a musical and like the reality of these people is that they don't see each other singing and
2: dancing well that and like this happens to a lot of people when they get to like an acting conservatory or like art school or whatever they're just like oh wait okay so at my school I was the best one and here everyone was the best person at their school and it's like you know, so like at that school, everyone's just really great at singing and dancing, and it's like not a unique trait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, are we believing that they're actually, like in the Grease Lightning scene, actually like changing their costumes and, and that, and then the going back to that? Which are you subscribing to here?
2: I, I, I just let it, just let it walk over <laughs> you. Don't think about it too hard. You That's know, our clearly job. clearly some dream sequences, as we talked about in part one. Go back and take a look. <laughs> I don't know, I have to pull up the note again because I forget already. But, oh, in the decades following the film's release, a theory circulated that Sandy actually drowned at the beach at the very beginning of the movie and the rest of the movie is just a near-death hallucination. Theorists claim the famous flyaway ending is Sandy. He's sent to heaven. So, like, anything goes. Anything is possible. Hey,
1: no, I mean, when you said that, I was, like, psh, mind blown. It's like that Rugrats theory that everyone throws <laughs> around, right? Like that. What's that Rugrats theory? Now I totally forgot. It's that somebody in Rugrats is dead. Oh. I'm going to look this up really quickly because <laughs> Rugrats theory, and I'll give you the most basic... Uh, oh, oh, that all the kids are figments of angelica's a, a demonic imagination right. that Chucky died along with his mother in a car accident. that's why Chaz is a nervous wreck wow, that tommy grim. Tommy's a stillbirth
2: Wow, that's grimmer
1: and the Devilles had an abortion, and Angelica couldn't figure out which was a boy or a girl and like that's that's just a theory that people have been throwing along. Wow, <laughs> my point wow. is people come up with dark theories, and I don't want to subscribe to all of them, so.
2: That's that's a fair point, but I think the Grease one is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It, like, you
3: know, it's believable enough because of some of the fantastical things that happen. Fair. I
1: mean, it does justify certain things. Um, I don't want to forget this. Every, every week we read the back of the VHS cover. And I want to start by saying, and I mentioned it in part one, but like John Travolta, handsome guy. This is his moment. But I really, again, I think he's a scene stealer. I think he was, Mm -hmm. you know, he was just, like, I, he is my least favorite part of the film because I'm just annoyed of how good he is, I guess. I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) But when I saw this back of the DVD cover, and it must have been for the re-release, sorry, back of the VHS, I got very angry. And I'm going to read it now. John Travolta solidified his position as the most versatile and magnificent screen presence Oh, and Did version, he
3: write this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> with his presence of a screen version of the smash hit play, Grease. Recording star Livy Newton-John made her American film de- debut as Sandy, as Travolta's naive love interest. The, the impressive supporting cast reads like a who's who of, quintessential, of this quintessential 50s musical. Grease is What's not just play? a nostalgic look at a simpler decade, it's an energetic and exciting musical homage to the age of rock and roll. That pisses me off. One, two, like they don't mention anyone else besides Living and John, and they barely mention her. And I don't feel like it's a, uh, it, it's a nostalgic look at a simpler decade. I feel like this is the best thing this movie does is an effort to show that yeah, it wasn't as simple as Grandpa says, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. fuck that back of the VHS thing. That just, ugh. but yeah, So that's my back of the VHS segment.
2: Fuck John Travolta. <laughs> I mean, at this point, why not? I mean, that I, I, I came out wrong. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, that's not what you meant.
1: No. Do you want me to edit?
0: Eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> no but, but I know what you're saying and I, again I'm a big Jeff Conaway fan I don't like that he stole the Grease Lightning song from him and pretty much depressed him I think there was an interview a couple of weeks before he died where he said that was like he was still so upset that he didn't get to do that song because he played he was the second person to ever play Danny on Broadway
0: mm-hmm.
3: do you know what too like Kinnicky and Rizzo are a way better couple yeah. than Danny well, and Zindy I, they're better matched. I they're like. Nice. I think they're married.
1: Better match, more interesting. I don't know if they're.
2: I
3: think they stayed together forever. Mm. They're for real. That's interesting. I mean,
2: probably, but like, that's not necessarily a great
0: thing. <laughs> no, I
3: think they're happy. Like, I think they had a bunch of kids and a bunch of grandkids, and they're like pinching each other's butts, and their grandkids you are know, like, Oh, God what? bless." I hope
1: so. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but did
2: you notice that, like, at the dance, he walks in with? Is it him that does this? Maybe it's somebody else, but I think it's him. He walks in with cha cha. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because and they Marty, switch. right? Yeah, there's there's a confuse, several confusing love triangles, but <laughs> it, he walks in with her and Marty, and he has his hands on the back of their necks, like he's like forcibly walking them through there I didn't appreciate it I don't like it I don't want to see that
1: well we're not gonna paint Kaneki as a uh, you know like a, like a saint here he's certainly one of the biggest offenders of not treating women right in this film yeah I mean for God's sakes he he's excited to ask uh, Danny if, if she put up a fight
0: well, 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 They'll be more time.
1: Tell me more. Like and he, he isn't asking in a concerned way. You know. So right. like the guy clearly doesn't <laughs> have the best of you know, values. <laughs> so but I like Jeff Conaway, Those are his lines. We're we're not gonna whitewash it though.
3: Yeah. Well he he didn't
2: he didn't pressure Rizzo when the condom broke. That's true. She made the the, the decision. Also he did say that he would show up and like be there. If she was actually pregnant, which I don't 100 really tried. believe, but
3: No, sure. but he was totally willing to try.
1: They seem like the classic story you hear about in music from the 50s, you know, because I feel like in this era and a little bit after... Or, had...
2: or, or they're Brenda and Eddie from that Billy Joel song.
1: Well, that's what, that's what I was going to allude to, like, uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant. They seem like that 50s couple that, like, yeah. got together because one of them got pregnant and maybe it worked out, maybe not, but, like... They call themselves high school sweethearts later, but, it, you know, it wasn't that easy and it wasn't that, you know, smooth sailing. But they definitely seem like, like you said, they seem like a really, they seem like a match, you know. They seem like uh, mm-hmm. compatible, for, for better or worse.
2: Yeah. They both, like, black.
1: We're yeah, black. that's true. They, they fill the same niche in the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies, respectively. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the other gang, the Scorpions, that went to, like, the other high school
3: I feel like we didn't get enough of them. Yeah, we don't know know. that much about them, except that their car is better.
1: The one guy's called Craterface, and I thought that was, like, they were being mean to him, but that's how he's credited. So, I don't know. Um, That's all we really know about them. I wish they were kind of fleshed out a little bit more. They do have an interesting-looking car.
2: Um, On the car tip, uh, pieces of that uh, drag race scene are actually, like, shot-for-shot recreations of Ben-Hur.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. I only learned that from another movie podcast. I've never actually seen Ben Hur, but uh, that's a thing.
1: Yeah, no, you're right because like the, like the way the car the spiky, car, thing? yeah, the spiky yeah. things, like the race. wow, that's cool. This movie, again, does a lot is a lot of callbacks to older mm-hmm. films. I, I want to do another rewatch where like I have a list of them because I'm not that smart, you know, to yeah. just figure them all out, maybe like take a shot every time it comes up it depends how many it, no, no thank you <laughs> I
0: don't, oh.
1: if if there are that many you would probably be dead but that would be very interesting because again like this movie is smarter than it gets credit for and I think that's because again it was so popular when it came out yeah that it didn't need to be that smart people were just like oh my god everyone's so beautiful in this and they sing fun songs that a lot mm-hmm. of like the smart writing was just thrown away yeah So, one thing I noticed on this watch that I hadn't noticed before is um, little thing, but the one guy, Duty, like when the scorpions come by. Also, his name is Duty. (laughs) Kaneki pulls out a knife, I believe, and he pulls out a water gun. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he has like a water gun throughout this, but it's like a total scary, tough moment. He's got a water gun. I wonder if that was like actually in the script or. Because that, that guy seems like a guy who would like screw around on set. I don't know. Yeah. He's, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> well, some of their like dust-up kind of fight sequences were actually also based on Three Stooges choreography.
1: Mm.
3: Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I think you guys said favorite song last time. Um, like I said, my favorite song is the Sandra D song. Um, uh, sorry, <laughs> we're running out of things to talk about for Greece. I think.
2: Oh, I still have tons of trivia that I can just read.
1: <laughs> okay. What trivia do you have? Anything good?
2: Uh, well, this is gross. Rizzo's hickeys were real, Stacker Channing Ew. said in an interview that Jeff Conway insisted on applying them himself.
1: All right, I'm starting to like him a little less. <laughs> <laughs> what? Really?
2: Yeah. Isn't that horrendous? Okay. <laughs> they shot a scene where Kaniki and Rizzo got into such a heated argument Um, Like right before the soda shop scene where she throws uh, the milkshake in his face, Um, the fight scene was actually cut because it was like kind of violent and like really dark and it didn't match the rest of the tone of the film and was much grittier and was often referred to as uh, the Martin Scorsese scene. But that was
3: like that was like before she threw the milkshake in his face.
2: Yeah, because they get there and they're already mad at each other. Yeah, and which I thought, doesn't make sense. Well, because I thought that she had already told, like, she had just told him that she was pregnant, and then she actually tells him like later in the movie. So it would have made sense if, like, she had just told him she was pregnant, and he would have been like, "Who's is it?" Blah 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 blah. You know, like one of those sorts of things.
1: Mm, that's interesting.
2: I had invented this whole other scene.
1: Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, what happened here? I guess it doesn't matter because this is Danny's world and we don't mm. care about other things. <laughs> it's
2: like The Handmaid's, season one of The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah, You're the One That I Want was filmed in one afternoon. And like I said on part one, that Shake Shack sequence must have been so hard to shoot. So that's pretty amazing.
1: Was that a thing? A Shake Shack?
2: Yeah, I feel like I've seen those at carnivals as like part of like a fun house, you know? And that's like one piece of Because I think they are going through a fun house at that point. Yeah. And like you wind up on this platform that's like going back and forth and it's like hard Oh, that's to walk real. On. I've been on one of those. Yeah.
1: So the burger place shake shack is almost like the film Grease, that it's like so popular now that they don't even <laughs> need to allude that it's like a play on words for like something like that. Sure. So. Finding weird connections there.
2: Yeah, um, the dance contest was filmed during the summer when the school was closed, and the gym had no air conditioning, and the doors had to be kept for lighting control.
0: Oh, uh, kept closed for lighting
2: control. Uh, so, the building became stifling hot, and on more than one occasion, an extra had to be taken out due to heat-related illness. Relatedly, it was shot at Venice High School in Venice, California, which apparently is right next to a pork plant, so everything's oh. like bacon. Uh, no.
0: Oh, uh, what the had, hell?
3: Like, like, they had so many clothes on in that scene. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And like 1950s textiles or 1970s textiles. Either way, sweat Heavy. is just, yeah, not getting out.
1: Yikes. That That's that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, would you guys like to play a quick game?
2: Yeah.
3: Sure. Let's go.
1: Have you ever heard of this, this slumber party game called MASH?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah we've played we play it on MASH on, we'll on our in, like, podcast a bunch of times.
2: Sometimes. <laughs>
1: I know so I figured you guys would be experts in it cuz I was like uh, what Not
0: exactly, medium. experts, it's medium. No. I was like I
1: said what game could I give the wistful thinking crew and I was like I've heard Mash, I don't remember the episode, but I've heard Mash on there. I said let's do Mash here. So this version of Mash, I'm not doing like the traditional things. I want to do it more fun because who cares how many kids people have and stuff like that. So fun Mash. Um I I did do Living Situation, because that's what the MASH stands for. And last episode, we decided which pink lady we want it to be. Fate is going to decide this time which pink lady (laughs) you are. Okay, that's fun. And then it's, who's your sweetheart? What car do you drive? Where's your sweetheart taking you in that car? Or you can take them. It's your choice. And did you guys make it as a couple after high school? Oh, no. So how what, how does this? You guys know better than me. How does this work in terms of like you pick a number, right?
2: Well, so you ask somebody a question, like give me give me three dream cars, and so they list three cars, and so you write down the cars, and then you do that kind of for each category, and it could be any number. Yeah, I
1: did that part already. Oh, okay. You.
2: And then um, yeah, you like you either make like hash marks or you draw, you a, draw a swirl. A swirl. And then you say, Tell me when to stop and you just do that until the person tells you to stop. And so if it's the hash marks, you just count those up and then use that number, or if it's the swirl, you draw a line um, like through the center of it and then you count how many lines it crossed.
1: What's yeah, easier it's just to do? do, hash do. Marks.
2: The it's hash marks is easier. easier. Yeah. And I think you get a higher number with that, which it makes things more interesting.
1: I'm so confused. So you'll, okay, let me try. Let me try. <laughs> start over.
3: So if we do hash marks, you know, you'll start making them until we say stop. And then that will be the number that you're working with. So let's say it's like four hash marks. You'll just start counting one, two, three, four. And every four, you'll cross something off. One, three, oh. four, I cross it off. And so then right. eventually... But is it
1: per category you cross off? No. Or yes. you just, the whole thing? No,
3: you just go through the whole list until you no. only have one left in each category. I think you can play it either way. You okay. can, of course. You can do anything however you want. That's true. There are no rules.
1: <laughs> there are no rules in MASH. But, okay, so I guess we got to go one by one. Um, okay, Kara, you can go first. I am hashing.
2: Okay. Wait.
3: No, you do that at the end? No, the hashes have to come at the beginning.
2: Why? Because how else will he ever count? <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's just do whatever you think you're doing. I don't know what I'm I'm
1: going to start my hashes again. Whatever. Okay. It's MASH. We're having a good time, right? right? Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to start my hashes now.
2: Okay. Okay, stop. Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait. No, I don't want to have to give that many options. Okay. Okay. <laughs> This is okay, hard.
1: Now, I'm going to start hashing again. So can we, we can...
2: just do three? Three is a good number for me. I like the number Yours three. Yours is three. Fine. Okay.
1: Okay, so. This is really hard to do on a computer screen because that's where I wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> you always a want a notebook. Name. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning.
2: And also, it's um, you're contractually obligated to use sparkly gel pens when you do it. Damn. And Should you, you have to have... draw that S thing.
1: <laughs> the S thing. Oh, I love <laughs> the S thing. What is that?
2: Uh, well, we looked we it up. We talked about it in <laughs> depth on Wistful Thinking. What episode was that? Um, well, that's a good question. Plug
1: away while I uh... <laughs> I don't
2: know, Jordan. What episode was that? <laughs> I don't know. What was it? I think that was maybe the first time we played Mash?
3: But yeah, but I don't know what episode that was. What did we was. do
2: before Titanic? Like the episode before Titanic? I
3: don't this is what the internet's for.
2: Okay, well, you look that up. What was I going to say?
3: Oh, okay. So, usually during MASH, we play Fuck, Mary, Kill. That's how we play <laughs> it there. Ooh. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, feel free to play amongst yourselves while I count this.
2: Oh, I was going to talk about the S thing. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Uh, so it is frequently misattributed to the skate brand Stucey. Um, in fact that is not their logo but instead I think it was just a thing that kids started drawing on things right I don't really actually remember Jordan what episode was that
3: I don't know I got distracted when I went to our, our cage club um, page because it says latest episode and it was dead calm cool And then the only description is, how do I smell?
0: (laughs) What?
2: (laughs) That's amazing. Is that That something I forgot about, or does that not make sense? (laughs) I don't think that makes sense, but I'm into it. That should be the description of all of our episodes. I agree. Okay. Wait, okay, hold on. It was... Oh, it was our happy birthday episode. It was our one year... Oh, that makes sense. Episode 27. That makes sense. So, listen to episode 27. At some point, I I look at the Wikipedia article for the S thing.
1: (laughs) Good to know. Definitely go back and check that one out. So, Kara. Also,
2: our Titanic uh, episode is great.
1: Yes, that is a good episode. Kara, are you ready for your Greece fate in Mass?
2: Ready as I'll ever be. (laughs)
1: All right, so you have a regular. Is the H just a house?
2: So I play this game very differently.
1: I looked it up on Wikipedia. So no, what's the
2: your way is
3: right. Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> okay that's
1: fine. Gee, <laughs> I didn't know there was so much mash controversy. The <laughs> S symbol is universal. Everyone knows and draws the <laughs> S symbol the same. But mash apparently is like some variations. Okay, so you live in a house. You cool. are you are Sandy, who's only loosely a pink lady, what? but that's not even you're a Sandy, but I- instead you end up with whoever Putsy is. And I'm going to look that up now. Uh. Putsy. <laughs> oh, that's the random blonde one. <laughs>
2: terrible. I hate this so much.
1: You do get the pink lady car.
2: Okay. All right.
1: But you're, you guys are going to go to make out point or whatever it was called because I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. And you do make it after high school
2: good for us
1: <laughs> that was a pretty terrible one
2: yeah i'm not thrilled so the way that i play it is that the person actually like picks three options so you'd say like give me three places where you want to where you'd want to live and then the person would list those and then you'd say uh give me three characters in greece that you would maybe want to be and then they'd list that and then well so there's on
1: only limited forth. characters so i figured i would do it for
2: yeah. you no. sure whatever <laughs> fine
1: Okay, Jordan, I guess pick a number from one to five. We won not hash mark.
3: One to how many?
1: Five, seven, eleven. Pick a number. I don't, I don't uh, know. I'm
0: going
3: to pick five.
1: <laughs> five. Okay. Easy.
0: Why, well, this car is automatic. It's systematic. It's hydromatic. Why, it's a greased lightning. Greased lightning. We'll get some overhead lifters and four-barrel pods. Oh, yeah
1: there has to be like an internet mash now that just like does it for you there is oh yeah all right i did this one faster because i realized patterns Um, Jordan, are you ready for your Grease future?
3: Ready, I'm ready.
1: So, you are Jan, whatever pink lady that was. Oh,
3: that's the good one. Or that's the one we like. Uh, Ah,
1: I'm getting them all confused. Okay, so you're Jan, so that's cool. Your sweetheart is Kaneki.
3: Okay, okay.
1: Which you guys get in the apartment together, that seems about right.
3: Okay, I'm down with this life.
1: You have the Grease Lightning Car, but it's the pre-fixed up one. Oh, Oh, no. no. (laughs) The cars were the by the way were the pink ladies uh mobile whatever it's called the grease lightning prefix up grease lightning postfix up and the it's called hell's chariot that's the uh that's the scorpion's car so you got oh, grease lightning strange. uh and then you are driving to the frosty palace together and you do not make it after high school unfortunately
3: You know what? I'm okay with all of that. <laughs> <It> sounds nice. <laughs>
1: So that is your, your Grease MASH Futures. So I was going to ask this earlier, but I forgot because I'm a bad host and we've been talking about Greece for a long time now. <laughs> Do you guys have any slumber party stories or what was the last slumber party you remember being at? That was a true slumber party, not like you're you know, in a college dorm because you live there.
2: Well, the, the last slumber party that I had in high school, because I definitely like had slumber parties with like girlfriends like after college still although we wouldn't necessarily call them slumber parties probably anyway um the last slumber party that i had in high school was with my dear friend casey who is my very oldest friend we've known each other since we were two years old um we were at her parents house um she had swiped a bottle of malibu from her parents liquor cabinet and her parents have a bonkers liquor cabinet uh still is now, yeah she's now very <laughs> into like making cocktails and stuff so like every time i go over there when she's like home from california she's like behind the bar making crazy cocktails but anyway so uh we had a bottle of malibu and some cheese, like t- a block of cheddar cheese and some like toll house butter crackers and we just laid on her bedroom floor getting drunk eating cheese and crackers and just having the best fucking time and it was like this like crystallized moment in that like final year in high school i think we might have even watched like a little bit of the oc or maybe laguna beach i forget <laughs> which was on television at the time um so yeah it's a really fond memory that i have
1: well let that sounds nice mm-hmm. i probably haven't had malibu in at least a decade
2: I have oh, I have, d- d- I have not had it since then. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, like, it I've might have been mixed like in a the drink. That yeah.
1: <laughs> but I don't think I've gone to like a bar and asked for Malibu. <laughs> 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 I feel like that's like uh, you have a big beard, but I'm still gonna card you because you just asked for Malibu, dude. So. <laughs> 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 but that's cool, Jordan. Any uh, any slumber party memories?
3: I mean like we had them all throughout high school really because I had like a big group of like girlfriends.
2: Oh my god, did you have a babysitters club?
3: No, we didn't babysit. Yeah. <laughs> we but trained. it was like <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> no, that's good. Oh. My sleepovers were usually only like Me and another person. Oh, no. I had, like, a
3: group of friends, like, pretty much through the end of high school. But especially because, like, we had one friend whose mom didn't care what we did (laughs) ever. So, like, that's where we would hang out. Even when we weren't trying to do bad stuff, it was just, like, that's where we hung out. Yeah. But I also, like, now I feel like, not all the time, but I feel like I live in a slumber party. Mm. Because I live in a house that is essentially a college dorm but better (laughs) um there's just a lot of people in my house and I tend to be friendly with a lot of them um and even for a while so we have two living rooms we have a downstairs living room and an upstairs living room and upstairs living room for a long time had a bed in it and so like you know three or four of us from the house would just like gather there at night and like lay down on the bed together and like talk and like watch stuff Nice. so like and then we Ugh. would sleep in our own individual rooms but like that feels it feels kind of slumber party-ish sometimes yeah
1: you're living the life you're living like my dream
3: it's actually really nice
1: i have to podcast about it but you get to do it <laughs> i'm jealous one more game i want to play you guys mentioned it fuck Mary kill let's do it
3: okay okay so okay so we and have to kill give... Danny obviously. No 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 no. no. <laughs> you have to be given 3. Oh. Okay
2: that's true. It exactly.
3: makes it harder when someone else chooses them for you. But kill Danny obviously. Okay, okay. no.
1: Okay Jordan you give it to Kara Kara you okay. give it to me and I'll give it to Jordan. We'll try. Oh I heard
2: this. a really nice version of this recently that what? was like a fourth thing and I don't remember what the fourth thing was but it was nice.
1: Like okay. what, make a gift, make a craft for them? Like... <laughs>
2: oh my god, I love that. Okay, I'm gonna add it. Gonna <laughs> oh add it. oh yeah. And what <laughs> okay. kind of craft would you make?
3: Okay. No, not... Okay, very... whatever. This is very up my alley. Um, so you get four people then. You get, okay. um, Kinnicky, Rizzo, okay. Sandy, the principal... It sounds
2: like you're about to say <laughs> more than four people. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Sorry, it sounded like you were about to say more than four people.
0: I was. <laughs>
1: Did you say the four? Right? Did right? I say four? I don't even remember. four, yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought so. I thought so. Then I'm like, No, wait. yeah,
2: that was only okay, three in sorry. my head. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Kaneki, you said? Yep. Rizzo. Yep. Sandy. Yep. And the principal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I obviously would make a craft for the principal. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay what crash? oh
2: Brian you said the next time that I came on your show you wanted to hear about some of the some more about the weird things that I did in high school because I said I was a real weirdo here's one Um, and I would maybe make this for the principal when uh, my like senior AP English class I think we did Oedipus Rex and I was super far behind because I was really sick that semester and like didn't do a ton of homework and so Uh, my teacher let me do like a creative project for extra credit and so I built a a head um, and out of like uh, papier mache which is different than paper (laughs) mache it's like paper pulp that you add water to and then it hardens as opposed to paper mache which is like you have pieces of paper and you dip them in glue and you stick them to things anyway uh, made this head, and uh, took some tissue paper and dyed it red, and had that coming out of the eye sockets. <laughs> and then <laughs> Took some. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't believe I did this. I uh, took some. Um, oh God, what are those things called? Oh, can't think of the word. What for is it? A popsicle, stick. Okay. popsicle stick. Popsicle stick. Broke it in half and, like, turned them into little gold pins and then stuck it in the eye sockets. <laughs> and uh, my teacher fucking loved it, and he kept it on his desk for a really long time. Uh, wow. So that's a fun craft. Yeah, I was going to say. For the principal. That's that's that's
1: what you're going to give the grease pencil.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. But anyway. Uh, so that would be my craft. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or maybe I would make her, like, an apple that she could, like, put pens in or something. I'm telling
1: you right now, my craft does not have a backstory, no matter who I'm giving it to, so. Oh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's unfortunate. All crafts should have backstories. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, then I have Kaniki, Rizzo, and Sandy. Fuck, Mary, kill. I don't know. This is a tough one. (laughs) No, I did it on purpose that way. (laughs) Okay. So, I would kill Kaniki. Okay. Fuck Sandy and Mary Rizzo, because she seems like she'd be fun to hang out with. Okay. You know, for all eternity. I dig that one. Yeah.
1: Okay, so now, Carrie, you have to ask.
2: Okay. We're doing four people, right? Yes. Hang on. I have to look at the character list. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) remember. We'll we'll do your boy, Knicky. Nice. Um, Let me write this down. Marty, Oh. Her Who's that? That's so funny.
1: Marty, Marty, Marty right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: the girl that gets hit on by the oh, pedophile right, right, right. dance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frankie Avalon.
1: <laughs> That's a good one.
2: <laughs> and I'm tempted to throw all of Sha in there, but I'm going to go <laughs> instead with <laughs> Cha Cha.
1: Cha Cha. Okay. Wait, fuck, Mary. kill, make a craft. Fuck, Mary. kill, make a craft. <laughs> okay. I don't know who I want to kill here I'm going to kill Frankie Avalon
2: okay yeah that's fair and take
1: his money you know also like what is he doing like how dare he become Frenchie's guardian angel like that's Mm -hmm. that's not you know I think I don't think it should have been played by a man like that and doling out advice about dropping out of beauty school so Frankie Avalon is dead um dead to me yes I'm fucking Cha-Cha because she has the moves, apparently, in this film. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I'm marrying Kaniki because I feel like I can change him. (laughs) Which one did I miss? I'll make a craft. I'll make a craft for Marty because I don't like how that guy um, probably realistically makes her feel like the pedophile guy. So I'll make a craft to try to brighten her day, I suppose. I don't know.
2: What would the
1: craft be? What would the craft be? Oh, I'm not. I'm not very crafty with traditional handcrafts. You can crafts. make
2: her. Can I give you a suggestion? Sure. You can make her a scrapbook of all of the men that she's a pen pal with.
1: Okay, that's that's good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
2: she already has one of those. It's so not she, very fancy. No, she, that's her, like her wallet.
1: No, I'm going, going to Michael's. Like... I'm finding like those little stickers that say like mm-hmm. Korea. Need
2: some washi tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love washi tape. I <laughs> know. Isn't it the best?
3: That's a good oh, one. Really I is. like that
1: one. Thanks for thanks for the assist on that.
2: Always here for it.
1: Okay, I'm compiling my list quickly. It won't take that long. I just want to look up these people's names. Hey. Okay. Jordan, here's my list for you. I don't know her name. I couldn't find it, but I don't want to waste more of your time. Um, it, it's like that kind of hyper girl who convinces. I think she has a crush on Danny, but she. Oh,
2: Patty Simcox. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Her. her.
1: Frenchie. The coach. And Craterface, leader of the Scorpions.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. Kill Craterface. Because <laughs> I think he's kind of mean.
2: Mm, I agree.
3: I really want to make a craft for Patty Simcox.
2: Oh, she would appreciate her craft. Exactly
3: why? Mm
0: -hmm. But I also think
3: she's good for some other things. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I see where you're going. Okay, so (laughs) I just don't want to fuck the coach. But I don't know what else to do with him because I killed the crater face guy.
2: <laughs> I mean, you could make a craft for him. You could make him something to put right. his balls in. Okay,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make a craft for the coach. Okay, and it's um, it's like a it's like a collage though. Okay, it's like a collage of it's like a collage of all his like highest achieving athletes from over the years. Yeah, I think that's really nice. Yeah. And like, what kind good. of frame would you put in? They're
1: not a, a very hand. winning school, so it could be, he could hang it in the oh, trophy yeah, I case. Think
3: he's like, trying pretty hard, and he, he could feel good about himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, cool.
3: Okay. What kind of frame would you put it in, though? Um, It's like... <laughs> it's like... No, that's not really a crap
1: you have to craft the frame too. I just went to Michaels and got supplies. I think you can pick a frame. Well, you
3: can I don't lose think some it's it's it. I don't think it's in a frame actually. Okay. Ooh, do you know what my actual favorite thing to do is and maybe this would be a fun activity is to um take like um they sell like paper dolls that are just mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, it's just the paper in the shape of a doll. Mm-hmm. And then I like to um, cut out pieces from magazines and build people onto them. Oh, that is fun. Um, but so I wonder if I could do something like that, except like with the faces of with all sports. his best athletes.
1: Oh, that'd be cool. And
3: then kind of just like string them together, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Get yearbook photos of their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's a good Aww. idea.
3: Okay, That's so yeah, nice. it doesn't need a frame because it's different than that.
2: Yeah, like one of those like paper doll garlands.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Nice. Um, okay. So uh fuck Patty Simcox and Mary Frenchie. Yeah, that's
1: Okay, good. cool. I like it. I like it. Any other Greece topics or scenes you guys want to get off your chest or have we have we completed the entire
3: Nobody's ever talked about Greece for this long.
2: Oh my god, and there's still so much trivia. There was so much <laughs> trivia that I didn't even copy into my note. It was extensive. Well, While I... shooting, the cast of the Bad News Bears actually challenged the cast of Grease to a softball game. What? And, of <laughs> course, John Travolta had to get up there and be the pitcher. Because, you know.
1: <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think uh, Too Fast, Too Forever, after they do a couple laps, are going to do like somewhat car-related movies at times. <laughs> so maybe we can all jump on that and have a five-person Grease Hour 3.
2: Yeah, this would be a good one.
3: I had, like, a very strange experience watching this car race because I like the Fast movies so much. And, like, get really into those car chases. So I was, like, really ready to be into this one, and it was so boring. Well, it kind
1: of, like, well, one, I didn't expect the cars to fight each other. I didn't remember that, like, the chariot (laughs) thing. But the other thing, like, I, I was, you know, I just was on Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, episode on Too Fast Too Forever, and we, you know, obviously I watched a car movie like that. Those kind, of, like the, the cars from that era are so much slower, <laughs> and you could really tell in the scene. And you know, it doesn't give you the same vibes, but you know, there, there's a there's a car culture there, and I think I think it can be covered. There's enough car moments that one can consider this a car film.
2: They could definitely definitely do that.
1: You don't see that too often. I guess in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but I can't think of <laughs> I can't think of any other uh, car musicals off the top of my head. Um,
2: oh, uh, slumber party related okay piece of from it. the movie. <laughs> uh, before the slumber party scene, the girls all hung out and painted each other's nails and talked dirty and had a pillow fight to, you know, like really set the
1: mood. That's awesome. And as mm-hmm. a 30, 31 year old now And considering they were all probably in their 30s, I'm happy that they could have a slumber party, too. And it makes me feel like I can definitely achieve that (laughs) with my friends. So happy to hear that for sure. So what scale should we rank this film on? Or what, like, five? It's one to five, but what object should we do it? One to five, what?
2: How about pieces of bubble gum? Did you know that the cat <laughs> chewed about 100,000 pieces of bubble gum during the shoot? They up to 5,000 pieces of gum a day. Yeah. Everyone's chewing gum on the time. I noti- never I didn't notice walking, them chewing. talking like, whatever, and they're chewing
1: gum. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really notice that too much either, but uh, hey, I guess it's a thing.
3: I'm going to, I want to read it on pink lady jackets.
1: Ooh, I do like those jackets. Oh, that is good. I do like those jackets.
2: They were different than I remembered like I thought that they were more of like a silk bomber jacket, but that's really that's, just like an idealized that's pink still lady how jacket. I am picturing it yeah
1: yeah, like a like a satin starter jacket that's what I thought too right. But no it wasn't um, <laughs> All right, but we can still pink pink lady jackets so whichever one of you wants to go first five being the best, one being well zero being the worst
3: I'll give it. Two and a half Pink Lady jackets.
1: Ooh, it's not a it's not a good rating.
3: Well, I can't. There's too much rape, <laughs> like creepy stuff. That's I a can't. fair point. Yeah. Like, if if I get rid of all of that part, it's fun, and I would give it like four. But I
2: can't.
1: We have deducted for that in the past. We often deduct for that on this <laughs> on this podcast. So that makes sense. So I two. mean, if
2: it if it wasn't for that, I would give it probably like five out of five Pink Lady jackets.
1: Wow! So, so what are you giving it?
2: I'm gonna go with a three.
1: Solid three. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a three and a half, which I didn't I did not think I would have the highest rating here. Um. Only because like it is an iconic high school film, and. That stuff is pretty creepy, so that's why I'm definitely deducting it. But this is the best watch I've ever had with it. Oh, Just n- knowing that uh, what they were trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I was happy about that, but again, I'm not happy because I'm not a John Travolta. I'm not a John Travolta when he has an ego fan. You know, and
2: does he ever not? <laughs>
1: like, I don't know. I, I was trying to be nice, so well, I guess I'm not. A-
2: I was I forgot
3: until like the middle of our recording that he was also in pulp fiction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just a movie filled with other egos and mm, that's true. He kind of fits into that cast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's a good point. He just he's he's a big scene stealer here and he knows how, he knows how hot he is, you know, and that that bothers me because Danny Danny shouldn't be like that. He, he He's John Travolta in this, not really Danny yeah. so much. But. It's
2: interesting, though, that he is uh, such a, a strong persona, I guess is the word that I would use, um, and that he starred, uh, co-starred in Face Off with our podcast network's namesake, Nicolas Cage, who is also quite a large persona. Such a scene Stiller.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's so true, and but that makes sense in that movie, you know. Right. That, like that's why and I they, think it they makes sense in off. general. Because,
2: <laughs> oh, like, great. if you think about like Nicholas Cage and his whole like weird Elvis thing, and then <laughs> like Danny Zuko, like very much being styled after Elvis and that sort of thing.
1: Has Nicolas Cage ever been in a musical? Uh,
3: not that I can I think of, but that would be great
1: needs to happen. Needs to happen. Like that's on the cage bucket list for sure. Mm. Anyway, guys, so if there's nothing else to uh chat about with Grease, why don't you plug the Whistle Thinking podcast, especially since it is very relevant if you guys again for some reason have not heard part 1 of this and think like, "Why aren't they talking about such really important moments in the film?" <laughs> we did it in part 1. Trust me, we talked about everything possible with Grease.
2: I don't know. I we could I could
1: I, <laughs> I keep around. saying that and Carrie you keep being like Oh yeah. I'm,
2: s- I'm sorry to
3: go back to 30 seconds ago, but Nicholas Cage does sing in Wild at Heart. Oh. Um, it's not a musical.
1: No, but no, not a, a traditional scene. musical.
3: Anyway, yeah. continue Wistful thinking. Listen to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. We
2: uh we just before our back to school special with part one of uh, well this we're
3: kicking off a musical special series
2: yeah also so next time we'll also be doing a musical by special series i mean two episodes (laughs) but then after that is halloween month i mean Mm -hmm. it's already halloween that's september so um but in october we'll be doing a couple of spooky episodes i'm super excited about that look forward to it all year um and we recently wrapped up our boat cast series where we did 3 episodes about movies about boats um, to some mixed re- results <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did what did we do we did speed 2 which was terrible we did dead calm which i really liked but jordan didn't and we did oh we did waterworld Water World, which Is not a good movie, but I love it so much, and I had so much fun on that episode. I think it was, you know, I think it's worth listening to, even if you've never seen the movie, or maybe you have seen the movie and you think of it as this whatever you think of it as. It's not great, I know, but it's interesting, and we had fun on that episode. And um, also, sometime before that, we did Titanic, not officially part of the Boatcast. But it really, but like, kicked boat off Boatcast. Boatcast Catalyst, yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to say, so so my question is... Now, are you, you guys are still bi-weekly, right? Yep. Will you fill that other week now with Boatcast?
2: <laughs> no. No.
1: Plenty of more boat films.
2: Yeah, but, you know... I was, like, extremely into the idea of going full steam ahead with Boatcast.
1: Nice pun. Then, mm-hmm. Thank you. And then, <laughs> <laughs>
2: then we did Speed 2, and I was like, oh, no. Boat movies are bad. There's a lot of bad boat movies. Because there's so many things that can go wrong. I mean, there's always so many things that go wrong when you're making a movie. But, like, <laughs> when you're doing it on the open ocean, like, there are so many things that can go wrong. And I think and we've
3: also seen that boat pacing is very difficult.
2: It's hard. Because when you have a, a boat crashing into something, people can get out of the way. they do <laughs> supposed <laughs> to move that fast.
0: They don't they move
2: just that don't. fast. Yeah. So, sadly, my dream of having a podcast entirely about boat movies is just, you know, I'm, I'm going to save that time for maybe some other interesting pursuits that I have in the works.
3: Well, we came up with, I won't spoil it in case it's real, we came up with a pretty sweet podcast mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, we did. Mm. Today. Born Today.
1: And, you know, I guess you put a little clue in there because... Sweet, that was not on purpose. (laughs) Might be a a descriptor for this. Right? It is. (laughs) Oh yeah, you can. If we get the approval on that, you guys, we're gonna be famous with this podcast. Oh, Joey's
3: already on board.
1: (laughs) I just need to. I just need to convince my former co-host that it's not crossing his his streams. Yes, (laughs) not crossing his stream or just not in his jurisdiction so i mean he can be our first guest so whatever sure (laughs) anyway guys thanks so much for coming on really appreciate it and yeah
2: this was so much fun for this
1: marathon crossover wistful thinking meets high school slumber party back to school special that's a mouthful (laughs) extravaganza You know, you meet a lot of fun people in podcasting. But I could count on one hand people who I've met through podcasting that I have more fun recording with than Jordan and Kara. That was a blast. I hope you guys had as much fun listening as we did recording it. And, you know, playing all those games and getting silly. Again, if you just listened to this one and didn't listen to part one, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Listen to part one. It's on the Wistful Thinking podcast. And go catch up on your Wistful Thinking. It's a great show. It's one of my favorite shows on the network. Do it. I mean, if you got a taste of the uh, Karen Jordan experience here, dive right in. Dive off the boat in cast or just listen from episode one on. You're going to have a great time. So thank you, Kara. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for helping create our Back to School Greece crossover special. And again, speaking of Back to School, I hope you're excited for your freshman year. We're going to be talking about some great movies, and, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to get more of the same, some different things, some of the old guests, some of the new guests, and... You know, you're young, you're a freshman, you're feeling this thing out. You're about to have four years, well maybe, I don't know, we'll we'll take it one year at a time, maybe one episode at a time, but you're about to start, embark this new journey, this new chapter in your life that will define you forever. Pressure. (laughs) Speaking of uh, new films and new guests... We actually have a very new film next week and a guest who's never been on before. Super excited about this guest. The film is To All the Boys I Loved Before, a Netflix film. I know, I know, I burned you on The Kissing Booth, but trust me, just a little uh, insight, this one is a lot better than The Kissing Booth. Junior year, I can hardly believe it. Thanks, Dad. We need to talk about your sexual health.
0: No, no, please no. I want
1: you to be safe.
0: Dad, why are you giving me
2: these?
1: Don't forget to have fun.
2: Yes, well, I have a lot of rubbers for that, specifically. I think you should branch out, make some new friends. Nope. You
3: never know what could happen. That's what I'm afraid of.
2: My letters are my most secret possessions. I write them when I have a crush so intense, I don't know what else to do. There are five total. Peter, the most popular guy in school, Kenny from camp, Lucas from Homecoming, John Ambrose from Model UN, and Josh, but he's my sister's boyfriend. What are you doing? Nothing. Nobody else knows about them.
1: Hey, can I talk to you? I, I really appreciate it, but it's never gonna happen.
2: I'm sorry, what?
1: I think it's really cool that you think I have golden specs specks in my eyes. Oh my God, it's Josh.
3: Oh my God.
1: Oh, oh okay.
3: The letters
2: are out. Women. Tell me about it. Here's the thing. I had to make it look like I liked you so somebody else wouldn't think I liked them.
1: What if we let people think that we were actually together?
2: Let's do this. I've never seen you so
1: happy. Did you mean what you wrote in the letter?
2: I'm lying to every single person in my life.
1: Just don't hide yourself you can't just sit up in your room writing love letters you got to tell people how you feel when you feel it
0: you. you never saw me ow 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 I like me better when I'm with you.
1: Yeah, so your homework assignment is to see to all the boys I love before and to try to get John Cusack not to block us on Twitter. But really, to all the boys I love before on Netflix, you're not going to be disappointed. It, I'm not tricking you like the kissing booth. And our guest, like I said, is someone really awesome. Jenna Guillaume from BuzzFeed. And if you haven't seen her BuzzFeed articles, they're really, really awesome. I'll be posting some on Twitter. I've already retweeted some. You know, she does those really cool... Uh, High School Rewatches, or High School Film Rewatches, check it out, trust me, and she's been all over this film, and I can't wait to have her on. Speaking of Twitter, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, post a lot of cool things, I want some more interaction, I'm not getting the interaction I want, I'm not getting that class participation, so that's something I'm really looking forward to. And, uh, you know, you can find us on cageclub.me, cageclub.me, along with Wistful Thinking and all the other great shows. Um, iTunes, leave a review. Five stars, hopefully. Stitcher, Google Play. Look for us, listen, catch up on episodes if you haven't already. And, yeah. I leave you with a song from Greece. You're the one that I want. I think that's what it's called. That's what I'm calling it anyway. I kind of butchered every song title on this podcast, but whatever. You're the one that I want. Woo-hoo-hoo. Thanks so much, guys. Later, dudes.
0: Sandy? Tell me about it. Stay.